You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm your host today, Lindsay Roman. And in place of Evie, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Andrew Roman, my husband. Today, I am so excited to have Andrew on the show with me because we are chatting about something that was quite literally life-changing that we did last month for the month of May. We took a work sabbatical for a month where I took off work from the Heart University. We cut out social media entirely and legit hardly touched our phones at all for the entire month. It was absolutely life-changing and incredible for our family as a whole. And we did a lot of other stuff that uh, we will talk about when we get into the show. But uh, I, when I came back to Instagram at the beginning of June, you guys had just a ton of really incredible questions for me, like wh- literally so many. And what better way to answer them than on this podcast? So today, Andrew and I are showing up, sharing exactly what went down in May, what we did, what we learned, and answering your juicy questions along the way. So let's get to it. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right. We're here. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, we are... Uh, this, this is the situation happening right now. We have put our children to bed. We have poured some beverages, some classy beverages, um, and we have taken my podcast mic uh, into our bedroom, mm-hmm. and we are just having a powwow. About the month of May. About the month of May, yeah. So mm-hmm. we're here to chat about our sabbatical. So um, before we kind of even get into like what we did, basically, we're going we're gonna to share what we did and then answer a bunch of questions that you all sent in on my Instagram um, about just the whole month, what we did, all of it. Um, I would say this: the idea came... I mean, you've always wanted me personally to like shut off my phone for a month and and be like a hundred percent off of Instagram. I feel like mm-hmm. that's kind of where yeah. the idea originated. From. Instagram's the devil. I mean, it is, but it's also good sometimes, mm-hmm. occasionally, yeah. but sometimes. Disagree, uh, agree. Uh, you okay? But it's life changing, but but can also be detrimental. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Many that's thoughts good. on that. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> anyways, yeah, you had always been like. Just in the, like over the years, you'd be like, could you just like do a social media like cleanse? Not even a cleanse. Just or like, a- like, can we just like go into a cabin in the woods for a couple months and just and just be like and not leave <laughs> and not leave? <laughs> um, and I always was like, I could never like, oh, but my phone is like my identity. Not really, but like kind of like, oh, oh my phone. What if an ans- unanswered DM comes across <laughs> and sits there for a day? Oh no. Those DMs have to be answered. <laughs> okay. Trolling me on my own podcast. No, but really, like I was always in that mindset of just like I with my career, I could never. Like I really could never. And then when I think over Christmas, one of the ideas we were like, hey, in 2022, we really want to do a social media like or, or work sabbatical. And obviously the word sabbatical, I feel like is typically meant for to be like for over a month. But well, I mean, that's one of the problems we have is even just we we had two different ideas of what the word meant, what sabbatical meant, and what that looked like. So that's true. It took us a little while to kind of talk at talk it through. Yeah, but 
Um, so this was like, it wasn't like a last minute thing. It was very meticulously planned. So in January, when I went on the Heart University retreat, um, me and Evie kind of talked about like the Heart's schedule, our work schedule, and like when we could fit it in. Um, and I kind of chose the month of May, mostly because it was immediately after the Heart conference, which I knew mm-hmm. would be like very time and just energy intensive. Um, and our anniversary is on May 23rd. So it was kind of like a win-win of like, mm-hmm. May seems like the perfect month. Yeah. Yeah. So I think and you trade, you trade, you swap seas with Abby. What do you mean? You took a month off and she took a month off. So like, yeah, well, she, her, her month is I think in September. So yeah. yeah so yeah, we swapped, but so so September's going to suck. <laughs> Why? <laughs> You're just going to be working. No, it's fine. Covering for her butt. Oh my gosh, you're fine. Um, so okay, we have a lot of questions to get through, but so before we get to those questions, it was kind of planned, right? Like we planned it in January, kind of over Christmas, December, January, well, whatever. We, we blocked the time. That's okay. That's true. We didn't like all, plan. Like like plan was like what like the Monday the sabbatical started. We're like, oh, so what are we doing? Well, like, okay. Here's the situation. We really wanted to go somewhere for like the entire month. That was the original goal of like, oh, maybe not make it like a vacation, but make it somewhere that we go kind of like the cabin in the woods idea. But then that idea very quickly became like off the rails. Cause then we were like, where in Europe is open? Like, oh wait, Ireland doesn't require a COVID test. Like we were just like, going. so then we got our sights set on Ireland for like a hot minute. And we mm-hmm. were really, we literally almost went to Ireland for the entire month. Um, which would have been fun, but also maybe not a sabbatical. It would have been more mm-hmm. of like a vac- an extended vacation, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, a romp. What? A romp. A romp. Or like a romp around Ireland? Sure. I don't know. Um, Good old-fashioned romp. <laughs> a romp. Um, but we didn't do that because of finances. And then ultimately, we are very glad we didn't because we God just grew us so much. And we'll get into all of that in a second. But I guess, Angie, do you want to take the floor on just like... Mm-hmm when we kind of sat down to figure out, Hey, what are our goals for this month? What do we want to even accomplish? Like what were our goals first? And then we can talk about like what we did or did not do. Well, I guess maybe, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd put it as goals the way I kind of structured it in my head of like how this is, how this would work is I tried to, I was like, what does this look like? So what is our vision for this month? What is, what is, what does it all look like? And, um, the things we came up with together were very family focused, highly connected with each other and with God, intentional when spending time with our friends and family, uh, not necessarily into caveat that like not to spend more time with friends and family, just like when we're with people, we're with people, mm-hmm. um, celebrating our anniversary, taking time to do that appropriately. Um, lots of quality time with our children, um, trying to live a more healthy lifestyle, um, through various like exercise and food and stuff, which we, and, <laughs> we'll get to it <laughs> and in sync, um, in, as a, in a, as a team to meet like some goals of productivity. And though that's kind of what we wanted to look, wanted to look like. And the things we did to try to make that a reality at the beginning of the month, the things we like, we kind of set up some rules. More well, cause less. we wanted this month to, I think for me, the reason I wanted to go on a trip or go to Ireland is because in my brain, I was like, I want it to be like restful and fun. And in my brain, it wouldn't be restful and fun if we just stayed home and like twiddled our thumbs and didn't work the whole month. But I actually think it grew me more 
to mostly, we did go a couple places, but like, like to mostly be home. Yeah. We ended up working more on our marriage and our relationship. Mm-hmm. Which like, I don't think we would have had we have went somewhere exotic like Ireland. No, we would have been too, and like we would have had a bunch of, bunch of fun, but like we would have been too caught up with um, like sightseeing and like yeah. experiencing and just like even like I think us in travel us, even if we're trying to slow travel and like take it easy, I don't think we ever would have been intentional enough to like yeah. do as many things as we did to like really connect ourselves with God and with each other. Well, because because our family. we were home with virtually no distractions, which Andrew's going to get into, like that was the focus. Like family connection, like was and marriage focus. That was the focus. I just said focus. Yeah. Like so, it's a, it, like sabbatical wasn't necessarily vacation. We worked just on different things. Mm-hmm. Like we. We even took on like house projects and like yeah. we saw it as we chose to see it as an opportunity to like practice yeah. our, our relationship skills and our teamwork, um, which is what like uh, one of our biggest goals ended up becoming our teamwork. But yeah. um, well, there's a lot of I also didn't share these questions with you before oh, okay. we started recording. So it'll be a surprise for you. But anyways, mm-hmm. go over like what we actually did or did not. do. Oh, yeah. So the rules, the rules, the things I'll sit back and sit my wine while you okay. share. <laughs> Uh, so we made our phones dumb. Um, so we both have iPhones and there's some pretty easy settings you can get into to pretty incapacitate your phones. Incapacitate your phones. That's like the first question. So we'll get into the tutorial of that. Oh, okay. And then, uh, this was more for me, but no TV and no podcasts. I get really hooked on TV and podcasts really quickly. And whereas like social media is like my vice. Those are yours. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with the phone, but I do have a problem with getting hooked on shows. Um, we tried to read aloud to our children every night. Um, we were, we limited our drinking. Um, we had been a little bit more loose with the booze and... Okay, well, that sounds bad. Okay, basically what had been happening was we, this is, feels like a little hypocritical to be literally holding a glass of wine while uh, I say this sentence. Oh my gosh. Okay. But, um... What we had almost been getting into like a rhythm of like every night with dinner, having either like a beer or a glass of wine, which that in and of itself, like it's not the worst thing in the world, but we were like that that's, it could be better. Like we don't need a glass of wine to end the evening. You know, like we don't need alcohol to end the evening. And so we made a rule for the month of the sabbatical, which we're actually bringing into uh, the post sabbatical excluding this moment right now. Um, but the rules <laughs> were we can only drink if we are like going out either to a restaurant or like on a trip or we're having friends over for dinner. That was like kind of the rule. So that way we wouldn't get into like that kind of just like even like the casual, it wasn't like we're getting drunk every night. It was just even one glass of, of beer or wine that still was just like, do you really need it every single night? So we cut that out. Yeah. Uh, we, we both would wake up before our kids every day and we ended up picking the time of 5.45 a.m. every day. Um, they wake up usually at like 7. So that that kind of gave us like 15 minutes to like, you know, wake up. And then, um, well, that's probably the next thing, mm-hmm. right? Is every three days a week, we basically prayed together, which we started to do that before the sabbatical. And that has just been like so focusing and, and like centering for our day to just like, Focus and start it off with we the Lord. So holy, we play <laughs> as we're drinking wine. It's fine. Balance. Jesus, why? That's true. Um, but like starting your day off with the Lord, especially together as a as a husband and wife, like that, I think centers you so much, and it really, I think, helped our teamwork a ton, like a ton. 
it's helped our like mental and not energy health health thank you yeah. <laughs> couldn't think of the word our connection our connection mm-hmm. just it's made us so yeah so then we did that three days a week and then the other two days um Andrew does jujitsu at 6 a.m so on those days that you did jujitsu I uh worked out like at home before yeah. the kids were we're up. trying to take care of our bodies a little better mm-hmm. um but regardless we like woke up at 5.45 a.m. every morning, which before the sabbatical, we were not doing. Like, I would let the kids be my alarm, which is maybe good for, like, sleeping an extra hour, but not good would, for... If I if we don't wake up together, it makes me feel very alone because I'm like, I'm up and doing shit. And, like, <laughs> Lindsay's, like, sleeping. Like, I'm having my quiet time and cooking and, like... Yeah, and not that's the, not the reality. Is like I no, feel like, like the only time I could use that excuse is when I was pregnant, <laughs> like to do to sleep extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not pregnant. I'm not. No. <laughs> um, some other things we try to do fun activities with our children every single day, and can just, you like explain what like, like a fun activity would be? Just trying to do an intentional activity. Like we put a list of like ideas, but it ended up being like, um, like we have art, like art, a lot of art supplies for our daughter Eloise, and like, unf- like it takes a little more effort to get them out, and like, so we got them out a lot more, and like, or like we tried to go take her places that are special, or like do yeah, just do fun like mm-hmm. activities. We went camping for the first time as a family. Um, that was really fun. And that was like one of the things that we really want to do. We went out on your sister Heather's boat on the lake like twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and we camped. And that story ended up very bad. It was the first time camping as a family. And I don't know if we just didn't check the weather like at all, which is yeah. probably camping mistake 101. Check the weather. But uh, we did not do that. At least yeah. I, I did not do that. Well, we, we got rained out at 1 a.m. Yeah, we got literally at 1 a.m. Imagine this. You're in a tent. It's like, you know what it wind like a huge gust of wind is like like slapping the tent and it's like scary well now imagine you're like two-year-old no she's almost three three-year-old is like whimpering in her sleeping bag and then it's lightning outside and i'm like oh great and it's 1 a.m and then it starts raining and i'm like this is bad Anna slept through the entire thing girlfriend is a champ but literally, Eloise was so scared. And then we were just like looking at the weather and we were like, this is, nope. And we were camping an hour away from our house. So we literally packed up our entire campsite at like 1 a.m. and drove home and then like slept the rest of the night. Yeah. So that was our failed camping experience. But... We had a great day on the lake. It was a great day on the lake. And mm-hmm. it, it like that was a priority because of that yeah. like bullet trying, point. Trying of, to do intentional yeah. activities with our children every day. Yeah. Um, and then we tried to do daily team meetings too. Like to try to focus on like, what are we doing? Like, what are we working on? How are we working on our teamwork? And what that um, morphed into was we ended up doing it. We started doing checklists every day. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the biggest takeaways that is really helpful for us. It sounds kind of, uh, sounds really like uptight to like say we have a, we have a family checklist every single day, but it's, it's been, I don't know if we'll do it forever, but for now, it's really been good at synchronizing our teamwork. Mm-hmm. And like, like in a lot of times, like Lindsay will go off into her office and like, I'll be down with the kids and like, like she's in her world and I'm in mine mm-hmm. and we don't know exactly what everyone's doing. Yeah. And so like, and we don't know how, what they're doing moves the team forward. So it's really powerful to like, 
um, have a combined to-do list to move the team's goals forward and to just kind of um, be encouraged by the progress the other person's making. Yeah. Well, and before sabbatical, um, before like the month of May, the way that we delegated work, which I've talked about this before on the podcast, but if anybody, if this is your first episode or you just haven't heard us say this, I like had been operating in like full-time work mode and Andrew had been operating in like full-time like stay-at-home dad mode. 1950s housewife, I would call it. (laughs) He was in the Coast Guard and then you got out of the Coast Guard in September of 2020 Mm -hmm. and have been like stay-at-home dads since then. So we very much like segregated to those roles, which is ironically like the opposite gender role. And it it worked for us, but like we we just like throughout the sabbatical, I'm getting ahead of myself because there's like questions, but one of like our lessons that I think we learned is just how to work as a team to integrate both roles. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we've learned it. We've learned we need to learn That's it. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. We're very much working on it still. No, yeah, very actively working <laughs> on it. But I mean, like, instead of just being like, okay, Lindsay, bye. And then I stay in my office locked in there from nine to five and you handle like a hundred percent kids. Oh, no, I drop you lunch. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but like, it's like we are in the process of learning how to integrate Andrew more into our business, like calling it our business and not just my business. So it's a family business. Mm-hmm. And then integrate, obviously, me more into like normal... You're learning how to multitask with children. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. You can't unload the dishwasher with an infant in your arms yet. Okay, listen. I'm short. So putting it up on a high shelf while also holding her is very hard. There's I'm sorry. Sex tools. Okay. Well, then I... See, when you're multitasking with children, you can't let simple things get in your way. <laughs> you got to find a way. You make it happen. Andrew's a better mom than I am, honestly. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say something, but I cannot remember. Um, oh man, I cannot remember. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get to it. Um, I'm handsome and you love me. No. Okay. Did you finish? No, no, no. Sorry. I meant like, let's move on. I love you. You're handsome. Oh, thank you. Um, did you finish the list? Uh, more or less. Like the list of what we did and did not do? Yeah. That was, I mean, those were more or less rules. Okay. I don't think we added to it more that much. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say that kind of centered, I feel like the entire sabbatical is it, at the end of March, I had read the book, Take Back Your Family by Jeffrey Bethke. And Andrew read it at the Jefferson. very... Oh, is it Jefferson? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. He goes by Jeff though. So like... It's not Jeffrey, it's Jefferson. Wow. Whoops. Yeah. I just, that's embarrassing. Did you even read the book? I did read the book. It's mm-hmm. very life-changing. Okay. So I read it in, in March. Andrew read it at the beginning of the sabbatical. So first of all, Read that dang book. Yeah. Take Take Back Your Family by Jefferson Bethke. Yeah. Um, There's going to be a, like an Amazon affiliate link in the in the show notes. Oh, 100%. <laughs> uh, our podcast manager will put that in. Yeah, but so. um, it is literally incredible. Like it is absolutely incredible. Ten, five stars, 10 stars. It is. I mean, that's, that's what all the, where we've been using the language of team. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole essence of the book is... Well, I kind of want to unpack that. We're this episode might be a little long because we have not even gotten to the questions okay. yet. But it's fine. We, we have, have more wine. We have wine, guys. You're in for the long haul. Okay. So the the one of the most life changing parts about that book is when he talks about family as a team and like it's kind of the whole book. It, that, that is literally <laughs> the whole book. But what I mean is, is he's talking about kind of like the nuclear family and how. What it, there's a chapter in it that's talking about like the Sears model home and how. They were they were constructing homes to be like or like the single family home. They were constructing homes 
What, why are you giving me that face? You take that chapter to give us the summary. I'm just like, no, I was starting at the, I was maybe, you're, you're, okay. You're getting in the weeds. Okay. I'm getting in the weeds says Andrew. Okay. He orchestr or he compares family to a team and how he says like the nuclear family has been built, especially in America to grow up and be pushed out. Like the family itself is not the center like place. It's like almost a place where like you are born into and you sleep and you have meals, but it's like, you don't do anything productive as a family. You go out and do individual productive things like at school, at on teams, like sports teams, at your job. Like It's all based on individualism and consumerism. Yeah. Like it's like all about trying to be empty nesters and push your children away so they can do their own thing. Right. There's no, um, nothing is, is built to be inner, uh, multi-generational. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like the family as its own unit does not produce anything of value. It all only consumes. It only consumes. And I think one of the most eye-opening things that he does like a, it's, I mean, half of it's fake technically. He does like a fake case study um, and puts, puts up like a, almost like an interview quote unquote of like a boy in biblical times talking about his family and a boy in like current times talking about his family. And it's like, they answer the basic, the same basic questions. It's fictionalized obviously because you can't talk to a boy in biblical times anyways. Um, But Basically, basically the biblical boy is like, I'm so excited to be a blacksmith and really contribute to the family, like legacy in our business and whatever. And then literally like the current boy is like, I think our family's going on a vacation to Florida. Like, I think that'd be really fun. And it's just like such a drastic difference of... With that tone of voice too. Yeah, literally that tone of voice. Mm-hmm. It's just such a beautiful depiction of, of the difference of like how the family has been disintegrated to not be valuable in and of itself. And like, you don't view your family as a team. And so he, he uses a lot of team language in the sense of like how you would treat your business or like a sports team, like a coach cares about his players. And like when they're together, like on the court or the field, they are a team working together for the greater good. Same thing with a business. There is a boss, there is a CEO with his employees working together for the greater purpose. And every single employee brings something of value to that business to make it run smoothly, like to make it produce, you know, value. Mm-hmm. So he's saying like, view the family in the same sort of way as like parents, as like the coaches or the, you know, the boss CEOs and the children as like the teammates or whatever. And it, just shifting that kind of language to your family is huge. And so that was kind of what we went into the sabbatical thinking of like, how can we incorporate more of a teamwork mindset? So it's not just like segregated, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's not like we had been like, living in different houses and like completely separated, but like we just hadn't um, come together and tried to integrate many more areas of our life, uh, mostly being work. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then also establishing a family vision and mission for like, where is this team? Where is this family going? And how is, how is this team called to advance God's kingdom here and now? Mm -hmm. And um, like, what kind of, things we need to start instilling in our family. This is a mission that could last 500 years. Yeah. So it was, it was very good. It was really good. Is there anything else you want to say before we get into the questions? Thank you. I'm cute. Thank you. Okay. All right. Let's get into the questions. Cause I feel like based on the questions, we're going to dive in like off the deep end into like all the things. Um, okay. So the first question is from Kenna. Kenna asks, Hey Kenna. <laughs> um, can is you share? Ken A. Ken- no, it's, I don't know. Um, is it a girl or a boy? I think it's a girl. Uh, or is she, it one of those awkward ones? Okay. 
Uh, can I ask, can you share how you turned off all the apps and changed your phones to black and white? Oh, okay. So um, I'll Andrew, tell you. Andrew's going to walk through okay. the tutorial with you. Be very specific. You, um, this is iPhone specific. This is iPhone specific. We, if yeah. you have an Android, apologies. We do not know. Yeah. Like spam Lindsay with DMs and I'll figure it out for you. Um, okay. So if you want to turn your phone in black and light, go to um, settings and scroll down until you get a search bar at the top and then type in color. And it's the second result. And it takes you to um, color filters and then it'll be off and you turn it on and then you can pick the filter. You want to pick grayscale. And this is magical. Oh, I just realized we did not explain. All you said earlier was like, we made our phones dumb. So this question is coming for, I explained a little bit on social media when this question was asked, but to be more, a little bit more specific on like what we meant when like we turned our phones to be dumb. Yeah. We it, turned off the color and we turned off, uh, um, we, we put on some serious limits on screen time. On, the, on specific apps. So first of all, the color thing, app. well, mo- not every app, but most of them. Pretty so the color app. thing, y- you'll be surprised. Just go do the tutorial that Andrew just showed and like turn your phone to black and white, even just for like two minutes and like, look at it. It is vi- it like it's no longer i think i mean i'm not a neurobiologist scientist or surgeon or something bio what was that word you just said it's it's a profession biola scientist (laughs) um i would guess that it seriously reduces the amount of dopamine your phone gives you it's just not as interesting yeah it's it's not not it doesn't get like it doesn't like doesn't turn you on nearly as much especially if like so the other thing that we did was turn off all the app which andrew can get into kind of how to do this like Basically, every single app that you could use for either work or like dinking around purposes, like social media, we basically turned off so that if you go into Apple like settings, which Andrew will teach you how to do that in a second, you can make each individual app on like a screen time setting. Basically, you can put a screen time on and add any app to it and put any hours to it. So you put like Mm. on our phones, like 24 hours, right? Like as much as 24 Mm. hours as you could. Mm. Right. Okay. So go into settings on an iPhone and scroll down in, in the second block of settings is um, screen time at the bottom and you click that. And so if you haven't set this up ever, I think you got to go through some things. Um, and the trick is to set up a screen time passcode that you don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. Because if here's, you know it, it don't matter. Well, you're here's, gonna, you're here's the situation. In. The natural inclination of like our human brains. Who here has ever set up like screen time limits on your social media and, or your phone? And like, it'll like pop up, be like, oh, your screen time's done. Would you like one more minute or 15 more minutes? And every freaking time you hit 15 more minutes, like without fail, like that is our human like mm-hmm. inclination. And so I've done this. That was like, a really long rhetorical question. Sorry. Well, I've done this for a while, even before sabbatical, where like I had screen time on from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., where I would not get like a good chunk of apps. And like if I wanted them, I would have to give you because you knew my no, code. So yeah, so we've been we've been doing the screen time limitations where each other has this code for each other's. Uh-huh. And so we've been doing that for pretty much to turn off the phones at night. Uh-huh. So Lindsay can't get on Instagram after eight. What's funny is I forgot Andrew's code because I know it and he doesn't know it, but I do. Yeah, so that's that's the that's the joke, but that's another problem. Um, yes. So if you know it, your brain, you're, you're you probably just if you 
if you have the amount of self-discipline to not put in your own screen time code, then you probably just don't even need screen time in general. So, but that's nobody. Probably. Yeah, that's nobody. That's, yeah, if that if you have that much self-discipline, then you are a um, you, you you can just move on from this section. <laughs> um, so, if you're a normal human, um, set up screen time and get someone else to know the password. The password. And, and then on make, there, you make can, sure they're not a pushover easier either. Like they, they should know your goals and know what's good and bad about screens and like yeah. how to help you. So what we did for the entire month was we pretty much blocked off every single app on your phone other than calls, texts, the camera roll. No, I, I turned off your camera roll. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. I ju- not I the didn't. camera. The camera oh, roll and the camera okay. are different apps. Sorry, you're right. We, yeah, he turned off the camera roll. But that's because I think if you didn't have social media, something you could use to like scroll on your phone is... Your brain your, does this. It, yep, it, it finds you. It finds, it finds something, stupid things. It finds something to look at. So you would go to like your camera roll and just start looking at photos or watching your own videos for entertainment, quote unquote. So he shut off that. I, I actually told you to do that because I was like, oh, that's going to be something that I yeah. know I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, but we left my camera so that way I could take photos or videos if I black wanted to. Photos. Well, it doesn't... Okay, caveat. It doesn't, uh, if you take a photo in black and white, it is really in color. You just don't see it's it. The display is in black and white. If you take a cre- screenshot in black and white, it really is black and white. Well, because it's screen... That makes sense. It's yeah. screenshotting the black okay. and white screen, whereas... So, so if you're okay. combining they these... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so it, I think... Did we shut off anything else? I feel like there was a couple times where like I was going to Kansas City for a friend's birthday party and I was like, Andrew, can you please unlog Google Maps because I am hopelessly lost on the roads. <laughs> yeah, because you don't drive. Oh, and you you gave me Spotify a couple times. Because this is the thing. We listen to music occasionally, yeah, like we didn't shut off music necessarily. Yeah. Um, anyway, so if you have set screen time set up, you can go into screen time and then downtime and you put in, you get the person to put in their code or the person can set up this for you and you want to turn on scheduled and you want to turn on block at downtime. So once you turn on scheduled, you can set up a custom schedule, either be every day from a certain time to a certain time that it or um, customize the time for each day. Mm. And you kind of got to play around with the times because it's a little, um, it's not super intuitive um, to make sure that it's actually what you intended to be. And then you also, it's essential that you turn on block at downtime because if you don't have that setting checked, then it won't require a passcode to access the app. It'll just give you a notification. It won't block you. Um, and then you can go back and then go down to, um, there's a bunch of, um, functionality that we haven't messed with too much to actually figure out the ins and outs of, but if you go down to allowed apps, you can choose which apps are allowed during, um, during the time that's blocked. So like allowed apps are the ones that even when your screen time is when you're in the screen time, um, those are still accessible. So like it's a phone, so you obviously can't turn off phone. Um, and then you choose the other ones. Um, basically, our strategy is to choose the apps that suck you in mm-hmm. and that can be used as distractors. Uh, distractors or time wasters or basically anything that's not productive. So like, well, usually... But like when I tell you it was everything, it was quite literally everything on your phone other than... But in normal time, in times past, we've like, 
we'll oh yeah it hasn't been that strict like we'll, we won't do amazon but we'll do like like a workout app or um like google docs well because i don't need to like work that. out usually at like 9 p.m at night <laughs> well either way if you were inspired that's okay although workout apps doesn't really i don't like scroll that I wouldn't get whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So basically, you you can choose your own boundaries, but you know, I I believe phones are evil. So you know, the more restrictive, the better. <laughs> um, but you could also do app limits, and you can start messing around with the functionality to yeah. to get it how you wish. But basically, that's the the gist is get someone else to know your code. Yeah. And so then that, don't forget it. That's on iPhones. So okay. <laughs> Next question is from Brady. Hey, Brady. Um, oh. Brady? Yeah, Brady. Oh, Brady! <laughs> uh, he asks, did you ever feel sub- the subconscious urge to check Instagram? No. Um, you, well, you didn't. You never check it. Would you, were you answering for yourself? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Great. Um, I think I did at the very beginning, but I think I learned pretty quickly. Like, your brain, I think, does... Some, like, a lot of the questions that I got were like, oh, did you ever just, like, slip and, like check it anyway. It's like, well, with these blockers, like you genuinely can't. So it's like, it was not even an option. I think otherwise, okay, so story time. I used to have a dumb phone. I had you mean a, like a flip phone. Yeah. Like I had a flip phone for over a year in like 2019, 2018, mm-hmm. 19, I think somewhere like that. Anyway, I, had, I, I mean, all growing up I had smartphones and then I decided to switch to a flip phone and it was amazing. But like, you like there's so much muscle memory like i would my flip phone didn't even like have those stupid games on it like it was nothing it was just calls and then t9 texts and like i would still have like twitches i would have phantom vibrations i would have um like that's also a man thing because like like females don't have like their phones in their pocket like i have my phone in my pocket so i had either way you you like you pull it out and you like you you like look at it Mm-hmm. Even if there's nothing to look at, you pull it out and you look at it. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's pretty natural to like, like have muscle memory to like go to a certain app even. Yeah, no. So I, I feel like I felt a, a couple urges at the beginning, but quickly, like your body like unlearns that I think when it, when it doesn't have, like when you stop doing that for a couple days or even a week, you're like, oh, okay, that's not an option. What was interesting is I, I started living like without my, like, I, I shared this on Instagram, but like there were quite a few times where I lost my phone and like, or either like overnight it was in the car or like it was downstairs and normally it's my alarm. And so it's like in our bed, which that's maybe not the best thing in the world. Um, but I genuinely forgot it. And I like in normal life, when was the last time that you let like your phone be lost for more than five minutes before you started freaking out and being like, oh my gosh, where is it? Because it's like always with you, right? So that was, I think, really almost cool, but that it was like, oh, I genuinely, I just remember being like, oh, I don't know where my phone is. Genuinely, I don't know. Don't care. Don't need it right now. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. Well, okay. Um, okay, so Candace asks, did you go anywhere? So that is the one thing that we didn't mention yet is because our anniversary was over the month of May, it was May 23rd. Um, again, we had the dreams to go to Ireland, did not happen. Um, so instead we went to Hot Springs, Arkansas, a great second place instead of Ireland. Um, the reason we went there is we have a, a goal to hit every national park in the U.S. And somehow that's a national park. Somehow that is. Um, and it's the closest one to Kansas. So we were like, you know what, while we're living in Kansas, we might as well hit this freaking park. Also, I will say it's a good park to visit without children. So basically we dropped our kids off with my dad, like the grandparents and, um, 
we went to Hot Springs National Park, Arkansas. Um, it's not like any other national. It's not like like trails, Maybe like the arch and mountains, like the arch. Oh God, that. Okay, that's an inside joke for everyone in the world that knows that. Um, it's it's like a national park that's a city, kind of. It's it's literally a strip of city. Obviously, the reason it's a national park is to protect the thermal waters underneath the surface of the earth. Um, but the actual, like, it's called Bathhouse Row. Basically, like, it's Hot Springs is a town, and there's a row in downtown Hot Springs called Bathhouse Row, and it has a bunch of bathhouses from the early 1900s, and that's, like, kind of what is the national park. And now there's only two bathhouses that are actually currently running in, in you know, current life that are operating as bathhouses. Um, and some of the other ones are like breweries, the visitor center of the national park, things like that. So it was fun. Um, but overall, one of the questions that I did not write on this podcast, but somebody asked me was like, how was Hot Springs National Park? And I was like, we don't need to go back. That was kind of my... That's okay. Yeah, it was, it was okay. We, we had a great time. We did. But we, mostly we don't had, need to go back. <laughs> we mostly had a great time though, because we booked an Airbnb on a lake that was like 20 minutes away. And that was worth everything. That was so fun. It had a dock, its own private dock. So we got to swim. We, and had, so, we had beautiful weather. Yeah, at that point in time, it doesn't matter where you are. So we got to do that. And then, we, yes, we got to go do the hot springs. One of the hot springs, uh, or one of the hotels, not the hotels, one of the bathhouses operates like it was in 1912 when it opened. I think it was the Buck House. And we did that one. And it's like a very traditional experience. Like It's the Buck Naked House. Okay. Like the men go on this side, the women go on this side and you go up into like, like this like bathhouse area and you, you wear like a sheet and then you like sit in this clawfoot tub and then you have like hot towels on you and people, your attendant sees you naked and you just deal with that. It was like so cool though. It was literally like being back in 19. Yeah. It was fun. My guy's name was Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, mine was Julie. Anyways. Okay. So yeah, that's what we did. We also went on a very, very last minute road trip to Indianapolis for like two days to just visit a friend. And then we came back. So like, that's really all we did. Mm -hmm. I don't think we went. Yeah, no, we didn't go anywhere else. That was a lot of fun too. We know that many of you listeners have Shopify stores and we have a great company to help you save even more money while shipping. Buku. Yes, from running Eviswim, I know just how complicated and time-consuming shipping can be. And today's sponsor helps take all of the headaches out of shipping. Buku Ship gives you the ability to dynamically rate shop, meaning that you are directly connected to multiple carriers and display the lowest shipping price in your cart. They empower stores to give an Amazon-style checkout experience, making your customers' shipping choices more about when the package will arrive and less focus on the price of shipping. Plus, Buku also helps Shopify stores expand shipping internationally without the headache. Like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> yes. So to find out more, visit www.bukuship, that's B-U-K-U, ship, dot com forward slash heart and hustle to sign up for a free seven-day trial. And once again, that is www.bukuship.com forward slash heart and hustle for free seven-day trial. And that link will be in the show notes as well. Hello, photographers. We have some life-changing news for you. So listen up. Do you feel like your life is being sucked away by editing these days? Like, Raise your hand if 99% of what you do right now is stare at a computer screen manually editing hundreds, if not thousands, of images at a time. Well, then listen up because this is about to literally change your life. 
Introducing Batch AI, a Lightroom plugin that uses artificial intelligence to batch edit at lightning speed. The tech reads your edit and bases its edits off of your style throughout your gallery, which is mind-blowing. All you have to do is edit a few sample edits from each different lighting scenario for the software to read, and then the program takes it from there and begins to match your ideal edits throughout the rest of your gallery. Basically, you train the program to edit just like you and save hours of your time. The founder and creator of Batch AI, Sean, has been our personal photo editor for over four years, and he is absolutely genius and thorough in everything he does, and this program is no exception. A couple of features that are just the coolest is that Batch AI smart crops and straightens your images, can replicate brush and gradient tools you use, as well as can smartly identify your black and white images, excluding them from editing in color. Like, what? <laughs> literally, ins- it's literally insane. So to test out Batch AI today, go to batch.ai and use code hearthustle for life using numerical four for 25% off your first purchase. That's hearthustle for life and the link and the code will be in the show notes. Allison asks, what did you read in the word during this time? The word. The word. The word. So I've actually been reading, I started, I can't remember when, like, couple months ago back in Genesis just to like go through the beginning. And like, I know most people when they do reading plans, they'll do like, oh, a chapter from Genesis, a chapter from Psalms and then a chapter from the New Testament and go, or not Genesis, the Old Testament, Psalms and the New Testament and go from there. I'm doing the boring route, which is quite literally reading it in order. (laughs) I'm in Leviticus right now. It's getting a little dry, I will say, but that's neither here nor there. I'm I'm basically following this uh, reading plan and... It's really, really cool. I think what's cool about this time is just... We'll get into like money a little bit later in the questions. But I was reading during the sabbatical, I was reading about just the faithfulness of God, like in Abraham and Sarah's story of just like bringing them children, like at like a miracle. Um, and then also the faithfulness of the Israelites when they were trying to escape Egypt and how God like provided again and again and like sent the plagues to like really save them from slavery. Like it just showed me God's provision, especially in a month where I was not striving and hustling for my worth or my money. Like, like it was quite literally a month, which I'll get into this in maybe a little bit, but like I, I worked a little bit in my own business. Like I answered my own emails. I booked a couple of coaching calls. I booked a wedding, but like, I didn't, I didn't do anything for the heart, which is the bulk of like my daily work. I feel like in normal time. And it was, it was freeing to like not work and still have money. And that just related, I feel like a lot to the story of just God's provision in, in a lot of the New Testament, not the, sorry, not the, not the New Testament, the Old Testament, um, just the story of Abraham and, and like Isaac and like even Joseph, like literally the whole, the whole Israelite line. Um, it was just so cool. I don't know. What did you read or what are you reading? I'm just like so struck. You're so holy. What do you mean I'm so holy? Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think I can compare. I'm next. Uh, you're what? I'm good. What do you mean you're good? Next. What? What's the next question? Okay. Are you you're doing your quiet times though? Yeah. I, I spend time with Jesus. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm not sharing it with anyone. All right, that's cool. That's your that's your uh choice. That's great. Okay. Jellamy asks, what does your daily schedule look like? Did it feel weird not to work at all? So that's actually, I like this question because we we did work. And I like what you actually said at the beginning, Andrew. You were like, we worked just not necessarily on traditional things. We worked on, especially on our family and on our teamwork. Um, And so it almost like uproots the word work and flips it into like a different kind of perspective of like, you're still actively working, but you're working on different things. And so we really, again, 
worked on our teamwork and how we work together um, on communication. That was really big. But then also, like I said, I worked a little bit in my business. So I checked my email periodically. Um, obviously, I had a, a vacation responder on my you know Gmail and my inbox or my uh, assistant was checking my inbox and kind of like texting me with like pertinent things. But a great example that I thought was so cool was just like, I think on week two of the sabbatical when I was just like, how are we gonna like, I'm not working at all. Like it was that situation of like feeling like you're not working and hustling and striving to earn your money. I was just like, I'm doing nothing. Like I'm not present on Instagram. Like I'm, I'm feeling kind of a lack of like, how am I gonna make money? And it was such a beautiful picture of the Lord providing. So like in in the span of one day, I booked a coaching call and a wedding, like at a, at a high package price. Um, and like, I was like, I didn't, I did nothing to gain this. Like, like truly, like it felt like that. Um, and so I worked, like I went and met up with that couple. They were in Kansas city. So I actually got to do like the client call in person, which was cool. So it's like, I still worked, but it was, it was much more from a restful place. Um, and it was very, 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 very scaled back. So when I say I like, I didn't work, it was mostly, I didn't work for the heart and I batched things in advance for the heart, like reels and stuff like that. And then things that I normally approve for the heart, Evie just approved, approved for that month. I would say like working, working on like family communication and teamwork and like trying to change your family's rhythms and like, um, like foundation is really tedious work and not in like a, um, not in like a exhausting way, but in like a, it takes a lot of conversations to work on communication and marriage. And so like, you just have to constantly like take a lot of time to like talk about like your expectations. We did a like, lot of what conversations. You're thinking, what you're feeling like, and then, and then you have like one conversation and then a day goes by and then you got to talk about it again. Cause mm-hmm. like you got some things wrong and you got to talk about what you learned and like, and so like doing it in an environment where there was a lot of time and um, freedom to do long conversations about a lot of different things. My mother helped me out, us out a lot by watching our kids a few times to like... When get, we were like having conversations. Like, like we would just like have my mom come over to have a coffee date. So that we're like, and we just talked for like three hours about like communication and teamwork. And like, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, it's tough to do that during a normal time. And I mean, you can do it anyway, but like, it's really tedious because you kind of got to talk about just so many different things, mm-hmm. it, but it's not strenuous work, but yeah. it, it's really valuable in the long run. I feel like as far as like the daily schedule, I mean, we would wake up at 545, pray, or you like work out at like six. They would wake up at seven. We would feed Anna, have breakfast around like eight. Because usually we would feed on it and have quiet times after we work out or after we pray, depending on what day it was. Um, and then we would have breakfast at like 8, 8.30. And then after that, it was kind of like, depends. it depended on the day. Like we always, again, tried to do a fun activity each day. So like, oh, are we going to go to the library? Are we going to go camping? Are we going to go to the lake? Are we going to go... I don't know what else we did. I can't remember. We just, we spent a lot of time talking about like, okay, what, are, what do we need to do? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And like, what are our goals and like... Well, and one of the personal... I think you were mentioned like productivity at the beginning when you were talking about like the lists of like what kind of what we wanted to do. Um, we had had a goal to build a deck. So our house has a sliding glass door that literally led to nothing for over a year. Um, and yeah. finally, we built the deck that uh, actually... I, I built the deck. You built the deck. Yes, correct. <laughs> I did nothing. Um, 
So like that was kind of like a big to do that we wanted to ideally do over the sabbatical. So we kind of built that in to kind of get to do's done to make that happen. It was, it was a good um, opportunity to practice our teamwork too, Mm -hmm. to like communicate all the needs and like um, switch the roles a little bit and talk through it all. Yeah. So wait, you turned on my downtime. Oh, whoops. (laughs) I was, you were, I just went to my phone to like check something, like to like show something based on the next question. And he literally turned my phone to black and white and on downtime. That's funny. Um, I was walking everyone through it. The next question, the next question is from uh, Emma and she asks, how did you entertain yourselves? Because again, Mm. you think, I mean, to the average person, you cut out social media, you cut out all apps, like literally not even social media, like literally all apps. You cut out TV, you cut out podcasts. The average well, we human have being, the good old-fashioned way, like you know, we're gonna when you take a pregnancy test soon. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not pregnant. But the average human being would like think about that and be like, "What? Literally, what did you do?" I actually had a, quite a few people in the question box that was like, "Did you have so much sex? That's a long time to do nothing, like to have nothing." <laughs> uh, but more than normal for sure. That's true. But I don't know. Like, so what did we do? We read a crap ton, like a crap. Ton. Uh-huh. I don't you, know if I'm going to get to what a crap I, ton. That's true. You read like a lot, though. I would say something that was really fun that we did was we read a couple books out loud, mm-hmm. which I thought that was fun. So on our on our drive to Arkansas to Hot Springs, um, I read aloud like in the car because again, usually what Andrew does in the car, I'll read in the car. Lindsay does or drive. or I will be on my phone in the car, and usually Andrew listens to a podcast like the whole time. So this time, because I was on my phone. And if I read in the car just to myself, Andrew is like stuck with like nothing to do. I mean, he could have listened to music, um, but that wasn't an option. So like, it was like, okay, well, what, what do we do? So we picked up a severe mercy and I've had that in our, in our library forever. And I just haven't read it. And I was like, oh, well, this is about like a marriage. So like, let's read it. Um, such a phenomenal book, such a phenomenal book. But I read that out loud, like on the way to Hot Springs National Park, which is like seven hour drive. And then on the way back, um, while we were there. Yeah, that was really fun. And then later in the sabbatical, I was reading the book, uh, All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover. And I got to like chapter six and I was like, my jaw was on the ground. Like one night I was reading it at like the... Such a trashy book. It's no, it's like good though. It's like trashy good. Colleen, if you're listening, She's trashy book. a hundred percent not listening. First trashy of all, book, it's, Colleen. it's not trashy. Yeah. There's a beautiful... Yeah, story that is not literature no it is okay well okay i'll say it's not literature immediately after reading a severe mercy that is for sure but we got sucked in. it had its it well <laughs> i finished like chapter six and my jaw was on the ground and i was like andrew i have i'm palp i my heart is palpably beating i need to palpably i need to talk palpably. to you about this chapter i was like this is insane i was like this is insane describe so, what happened in the chapter i'm not going to describe what happened in the chapter you can read it listener you can read yeah. it do you know, no trigger warnings? No, it's good. Well, no, it's, good. it's about it's about uh, the book in general is about um, oh my gosh, what's the word? Infertility. Thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. you didn't say anything. I just said I said I do that to Evie all the time. Where I'm like, wait, what is it? What is it? She'll say nothing, and I'll be like, oh yes, this. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I love being compared to Evie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's what did we do? That's I, the question was how did we entertain ourselves? We went to the library. We read books. We went and did activities. We listened to music. We played games. games, We have a lot of two-player games. We had a lot of two-player games. We had friends over for game nights. We cooked. 
I mean, there's a lot to do when you actually like fill your life with really fun things. And we worked. Like we didn't do nothing. So like we had a lot of talking and like things to do. And so like it wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't sitting yeah. on our thumbs. Well, like you did the deck. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was okay. Good. Um, Allie asks, how did you prepare for it financially? Or was it stressful to not have your income stream? I love this question, first of all, because I, I like the concept that if you take a break off of work, which we technically didn't do fully, mostly we did, but not fully. It's because it says, was it stressful to not have your income stream? Which almost begs the question, if you take a break off of work, you all of a sudden don't have your income stream, which for like a normal, like nine to five, yes, that would be accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what we've always been trying to do is to build, which we are nowhere near perfect and we're always trying to build this, but the goal of our life is to build our income, especially our passive income, to get to a place where we don't have to work and we are still getting paid. Like that is the goal. Um, and we work obviously out of a love for doing it and of, you know, doing great things and giving value to the world. But that's always the goal. Um, we're not quite there yet. However, I will say we didn't necessarily prepare financially for this month. I obviously got Evie my... Just covered for us. Well, yeah, Evie covered in the heart for for me. And so like... I, I got my paycheck from the heart, but as far as me, um, it actually just randomly worked out that like I had a gap for co- like, basically if I got coaching calls, I, I didn't schedule them for the month of May. Um, so that was actually very nice. Um, and then I, I'm not doing near enough what, or not, not enough, just near as many weddings anymore. So that just wasn't an issue either. Um, if you are a wedding photographer, it might just take a little bit finagling of what month you do something like this if you even want to do something like this, which I think it's totally February, possible. Totally February. Yeah, or like December. I think December would be a good mm-hmm. month. Um, you just literally took my wine. Excuse you. Excuse you. Anyways, it was, I don't know. What would you say to that? Like, how do we prepare financially? I feel like we didn't. And I, we'd literally just like- It's just a month. Trusted God. Yeah, it is a month. But I think- It's not a year. The basis of that question does come from the idea that you have to trade time for money. And ever since we became entrepreneurs, like we have definitely tried to- get out of that and create passive income. So like all month I was getting preset sales, right? Not like a ton because I wasn't actively marketing them and I don't have ads to them going currently. And so it, it wasn't like a ton, but it was still nice. Um, and again, like I said, I, I booked a coaching call, I booked a wedding and that was re- like, that was just like a blessing because I wasn't striving to do those things. Um, and then I obviously got the heart paycheck, but I don't know. We didn't really prepare for it. We maybe could have better. I guess we prepared for it in the sense of like in January, we set that month aside. And like for the heart, I batched like all of my reels that I needed for the heart beforehand. So like if you were on Instagram, you saw that like, if you saw any of the heart, like I was very present on the heart's Instagram as far as like with reels and posts and stuff like that. But that's not me posting them. So basically, since you're a business owner, you can move your work. Yeah. So... Okay, Taryn asks, did you use your phone for video or pictures? I get sucked in when I pick it up for that. So the sucked in part, again, I couldn't do that because like half my, the three-fourths of my apps were shut off. So I I didn't necessarily get sucked in. What I found ironic is like, I actually didn't, I don't have hardly any like video or I have a couple like photos and video from the month of May, but I actually didn't take a lot because I think what happened was I had started getting to the point where because I was on Instagram so much and because I was like, quote unquote, an influencer and almost using my personal life as like content, 
I started getting to the point where I was taking photos of my of my children, not for like memories or like to scrapbook or like remember their childhood, but to be like, oh, let's post that on Instagram for content. And when I like got to the sabbatical, I knew like I could technically do that as far as like taking a photo or a video, but again, it was in black and white. So maybe that also makes it like not as, not as cool, but I, I didn't have that allure. Cause I think I wanted to break that habit of like only taking photos and videos for the sake of Instagram and not for myself. But I, I think there's also a value of having a moment, just be a moment without capturing it. And I think we did that a lot. Like I, and again, I didn't take my phone everywhere. I left it at home a ton. I left it in my bag a ton if I did have it. So I have a couple photos and videos, but I actually don't have a ton. Sydney asks, how will your relationship with social media be different going forward? That's a very tough question. I'm we are still on single. <laughs> we are on week two. So we're recording this uh, on Monday, June 13th. So like I've been back to work for like a week, pretty much. Um, I don't know if I have that answer. I will say like when I was about to come back, I was like, it was so nice being just, there is something that happens when you are not surrounded by people's opinions of you all the time, or just not even opinions of you, just opinions in general. Like when you see like news articles and people's opinions of it and like things happening in the world and then people's opinions of it, there's just a com- constant commentary. And when you just like block all of that out, life is so sweet. When you are caring about what you should be caring about and what people like, back in the 1800s carried about like it, I feel like there's a capacity like for our brain to handle so much information. And I think with the world of the internet, we have far exceeded that of like what our brains are able to, to handle. If that makes sense. My brain's still good. Well, like we so easily get overwhelmed or like there's so much tragedy happening in the world. Like, I think I shared this online, but like when the Texas school shooting happened, we didn't have, we didn't find that out from social media. We literally only found out about that because when we were driving back from hot springs to pick up our children from my dad and stepmom's house, like they literally told us about it themselves. So it's like, we heard of like national horrific news from somebody's mouth versus like seeing everybody comment about it on social media and everyone's opinions about that. And like seeing that tragedy politicized, like it it was really interesting. And I think it also made it more tragic because you got to sit with it and you didn't, you got, you got to experience news like that as if you would hear it back in like the early 1900s and when word traveled, just like word of mouth. I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that? No. You don't have any thoughts? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I feel like I'm talking a lot. You are. Well, then I would love. You pick questions for you. I did not. These were the literal only questions. It's I because... don't have a phone. Okay. Here, here, you got, you got one. Um, Goody. Well, so I don't know if I really answered that question of like, What's it like moving forward? Basically, at the end of the sabbatical, I was like, I want I want to find a job where it does not require me to be a dancing monkey on Instagram in order to pay my bills. I think I think moving forward, realistically, I don't think I'll ever like maybe go away from Instagram like 100%, like, like just buy goodbye forever. But I think I will be very intentional moving forward and building stuff that pays our bills and makes us money. And any money that I may get from Instagram is like, a pleasant bonus, but not like vital for us to live. I think that's probably what we're working towards. Yeah. Okay. Caitlin asks, any advice if a spouse didn't want to participate? Like, so she's saying like, oh, this is a really interesting idea. I would love to do a sabbatical, but what if my spouse doesn't want to participate? To that, I feel like ours was so 
marriage focused and so communication focused that like that would be very hard. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've been trying to get you to do a sabbatical for <laughs> years. So yeah, but you, like, yeah, but you didn't do one. Well, you're never on your phone anyway, so. Like, I don't know. That's, that's a question for you still because I've been asking you to do this for a long time and you just now get No, it. what she means is like she would want to do it, but her husband wouldn't. Or vice versa. Or vice versa, yeah. Like, so what would you say if you felt convicted to do something, but your your spouse was like, no? Just tell them, think of how much sex we'll have. <laughs> All right. You heard it. You heard it from him. Okay. Um, Claire asks, is it possible for you to live this kind of life and still do your same job or is tech and social media unavoidable? You're like popping your fingers. Okay. We're almost done guys. We're almost done. Is it possible for you to live your, that kind of life? So like the life that we had on sabbatical and still do your same job or is tech and social media unavoidable? I will say we went hard on that month and I don't think like we intentionally went hard because that's not daily life. Like we came back and we're still like doing social media free weekends, but we're not pretending to like go into life and like not watch TV, not be on the internet, not touch our phones at all for like all hundred percent all of life. No, but we did take like at the end of it, we we did a recap of like pros and cons, what we learned and what we want to continue into daily life. And like there are some things we've continued. Yeah. Well, we've continued like the 545 AM wake up call. We've continued like the praying three days a week and working out and doing jujitsu two days mm-hmm. a week. We've continued like the alcohol thing. Mm-hmm. So I would... But no boundaries on phone. Well, no, we have. What? We're working on that. We are? <laughs> that's an active That's an active thing. What are we working on? Okay, we'll talk about that after. <laughs> um, to answer the actual question, is it possible for you to live that life and still do your same job or is tech and social media unavoidable? Yes and no. Like... We all live in this world. If you want to go join an Amish community and they don't even listen to this podcast, you know, <laughs> like you can, you can be an Amish carpenter and never touch tech. Like, did you, but, what did you say? An Amish carpenter? Yeah. Okay. That was a little blurry. Okay. Amish carpenter okay. and never touch tech and hire some little boy to plug in your tools for you. <laughs> but like, you know, it, there's, there are, there's, it's a, there's a sliding scale of gray when it comes to tech. Like you can, you can be as entrenched into social media and enslaved to it's, it's, you know, the people who are trying to get your attention or you can, you know, just run like an e-commerce business online and, and just stay outside of the, like the psychological like traps. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of different things, you know? So I think also there's a difference between running social media for your business And then having like a personal brand. I think having a personal brand is so easily where it can get messy or it can, it can feel like you are a slave to the app. And, and that's how, if that's how you're only making money. Like, I think, think one of my biggest takeaways from this is how can we make money like behind the scenes or, or just like through other investments, through other assets, through other businesses that are not necessarily attached to me or my face as a personal brand, which Evie and I have talked about that on this podcast before with like silent wealth. I know our friend Zim has talked about that a ton. And so like, yeah, no, like a big takeaway is like coming back. I feel like I'm not going to be, I don't know. I've just, I've had a a very clear viewpoint of what's important in life. Viewpoint, it doesn't make sense. Like I've had a very good picture and experience of like this sweet life of like, wow, this is what's really important in life. And social media had zero part of it. And while 
social media is so like it's so incredible. And I've like, I would not have the life I have. I would not have this podcast without social media. It is so powerful and lives have been changed, including mine from it. But I don't know. It's just like anything in life. There is good and bad in all things or, or there can be good and bad in all things. And I feel like social media is a double edged sword. I don't know. It like, I love it. I truly do loving it. Have, like having a platform and loving like talking to people and educating and just like inspiring and sharing my story. But at the same time, the house wins. It comes. It yeah. The house wins. The family wins. But also, like it comes. No, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. I didn't know what you meant by that. Like in Vegas, like the house always wins. I don't know what that means. I don't gamble. It's okay. Okay. Um, like on day two of being back on social media, like I got like a super negative comment, and I was just I literally like put my phone on the ground, and I was like, I did not miss this at all. I could have done without this. Okay, great. Not that like criticism. You shouldn't have that in life, or you should run from criticism. But like nasty negative comments from strangers on the internet who don't know you like yeah i could do without that i feel like that was just a ramble of that question the last question is from allison she says what is the biggest revelation or nugget of wisdom that god gave you during this time do you want to answer that yeah the for me it was um the the segregation of our roles um i had like when i got out of the coast guard i was like okay my job right now is to like lindsay is so amazing at what she does. I want to empower her and provide for her and give her as much freedom to do what she needs to do. Cause like, I know she can like the whole reason why I got out of the coast guard is cause she pretty much retired me. It's like, you are so much better at making money than I am. Like you are amazing. Like you're working on God's calling. Like you were empowering people. You were doing such a great job. Like I am just going to, I'm going to take care of everything to give you as much freedom as you possibly can have. So I'm going to take care of the kids. I'm going to take care of the house. I'm going to take care of everything that I can to give you as much freedom. And I thought that that was a virtue. And I thought that that was a good thing, but I realized um, that I was kind of being delusional for myself. And what I was unintentionally doing was segregating us. And I was like, I was pushing Lindsay into her office and I was keeping myself and the kids downstairs. And, um, I was in a way abandoning her because she was having her ups and downs and struggles in her office by herself. And I wasn't there to support her. And so like I went to her conference in April and like, I didn't even know what the schedule was. Like I was like, I woke up on like day two and I'm like, okay, what's happening today? Like what's going on? This is going to be fun. Right. And I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't know who was speaking. I didn't know what was happening. Like I was, I got so upset because you missed me and Evie's like keynote speech. That was like a big marital. We don't have to get into that. But like, to be fair, you had to go home to feed Anna. But like, I was like, you missed my stage. (laughs) Well, mostly because I didn't even know the schedule, but like, like one of the biggest the biggest week of Lindsay's year, I was there, but like, I missed it. And you didn't miss it. I missed. Well, you missed my keynote speech. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I realized that what I was, I I was, I thought I was giving her freedom, but I was really segregating us and it wasn't providing freedom and I was destroying our teamwork. And so, um, that revelation that I was, um, segregating us and I wasn't integrating us was, a big awakening for me. Mm-hmm. I think for me, what God mostly showed me again goes kind of back to what I was reading in the Word, which was just the Word, the Word, the Bible. Um, 
I was reading a lot of Exodus, a lot of Genesis. I think I, by the time May hit, I think I was like a hundred percent probably in like end of Genesis, Exodus, and just reading again that story of just like how God provided again and again and again for the Israelites, even when they're freaking grumbling. Like so, oh, I sometimes read the Old and Testament, Jews, yeah, and well, and I'm just like. They grumble so many times. They, they like, God saves them from freaking Pharaoh. And then they get into the wilderness and they're like, oh, but you, oh, that we would be back in, in Egypt where like we were great. And I'm like, you were slaves in Egypt, bro. Calm down. No, I just, I get annoyed by the Israelites when I read the Old Testament. Anyways, I think that kind of just like connected so much to, we've been kind of in a tighter financial season for this year. And just, I've been getting into this mindset of like, I have to hustle and I have to strive in order to provide for my family in order to make a living. And God just like kind of has been speaking to me over this sabbatical and then continuing on of just like how I am not the provider for this family. God is our provider. And we need to work out of a holy place of rest and of like a calling versus out of striving to make money out of fear, out of like a what's the opposite of abundance mindset mindset scarcity. thank you scarcity mindset like of, of of like oh i have to do this in order to like pay our bills in order to like you know put food on the table and so god just really spoke to me i think especially when i like booked that wedding and that coaching call on the same day in the middle of the sabbatical when i was literally doing nothing to get that it was just a good reminder of like i've got you like it's not that you just like work or you relax and don't you know, work for the rest of your life and you can expect God to provide for you. It's like, no, you have to like sow the seeds in faith and then like expect him to reap the harvest. Like you have to still put in the work, but it's, it's not like a striving. It's, it's a holy, like it's a, it's a what? So holy. Okay. It's working out of faith instead yes. of fear. That's a really succinct way to say it. All right. Well, that's I've only it. been saying that all month. <laughs> that's literally it. You have. You have. All right. We went a little long, um, but that was a lot. That was that was good though. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say before we end? <sighs> Bye. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. We're gonna wrap up. We're gonna probably go to bed because it's a little late. Uh, like I said, we started this podcast when we put our children to bed, so. It's been a minute, but hope you enjoyed this. Let us know if you liked this episode. If you liked it, screenshot it, share it, tag us. On my Instagram. Yeah, he does. He does. Don't send him a DM. He will not answer, but you can tag him. His Instagram. (laughs) What is your bio set? Your bio says like being indoctrinated into the... Hold on, hold on. It's hysterical. Hold on. I'm reading it live right now. His, His literal bio says recovering isolationist currently being indoctrinated into the Lindsay Roman Empire. What? It's Mr. Andrew Roman is his handle. He has 917 followers. So guys, go follow him. Um, You can follow him just for satisfaction. He will not post. You will not get your your feed clogged with things that you don't want to see because he will not post. But just to support him for the value that he gave you on this podcast, go follow him. Go follow me if you don't already. You probably do. But if you don't, I'm at Mrs. Lindsay Roman. Share this episode Mm -hmm. on your story. Instagram is life the whole up, like, oh, Instagram is like nothing, whatever. And then I'm like, literally go share it. No, but genuinely, this helps our podcast. Um, social media is good and bad. So what about the reviews? Give us reviews. Oh yeah. If you have not yet already, um, leave us four a star review. No, not a four star review, a five star review. <laughs> don't listen to Andrew. Give us a five star review. If you genuinely love the show, give us a five star review. But if you don't, then yeah. just maybe if you don't love the show, just maybe don't leave us. Send me a DM. Let me know. <laughs> No, but really though, reviews help us out like genuinely a ton. I know we like say that, but like they genuinely do. So 
that's all we got. Come join the uh, Facebook group. If you want, um, get Take Back Your Family, the book. It will by be Jefferson. by Jefferson. The link will be in the show notes. He's a rad guy. Um, and we will see you on the next show. Bye. Bye.